This episode of the Cut Podcast Network is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is the place to go get your prop bets in. It is one of the most fun things that we do in the fantasy community. Uh, Randy and I love it. Um, we've we've done it for a very long time, and if you use promo code the Cut, they will instantly match your deposit up to one hundred dollars. That is right, up to one hundred dollars. Thrive Fantasy is the future. Prop up, thanks to Thrive Fantasy. Stay on. What is up, everybody, and welcome into another episode of The Cut. I am your host, Christian Williams, and I am here with Randy Hall. Randy, how are you, man? Uh, doing good. Had, had a fun interview today for a different job, and I'm very tired. I haven't driven all around like that a bit, so uh, I have plenty of energy for the show, though. Don't worry. <laughs> Especially a fun Thursday game. Yeah, for I mean, I I feel like the Thursday games last week were pretty good because Thanksgiving, you were eating, you were it, just sitting there anyway. It so. was, but it also wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also have Sean Ward with us tonight. Sean, how are you, man? I'm just finishing dancing from that from that new promo. I haven't that I'm just um that's that's fancy. Like you you really you guys have really upped your game when it comes to that uh uh, uh in, that intro there. That's uh, pretty that's pretty awesome. But. How are we doing? Well, well, uh, if I'm being honest, man, I clicked the wrong one, and so <laughs> that, that's our uh, that's our live show intro. Uh, but I, I think awesome. we just have to roll with it at this point because oh, that's, we're not. So, we so last today? week, last week on this or on the Monday show, I normally I edit the other uh, the other intro song in, and I didn't last week, so I just did it this week. So I think it's just a. That, that's how we're going to intro the show from now on. So there you go. It's, it's fancy, and it's it, hey, it's we're on episode two hundred, so we might as well switch it up a little bit. And I'm just going to say, I, I would like to put a PSA out there: Ohio, the Ohio State University is now a basketball school. I will be taking no further questions at this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't wait until we get into the the college football side of the cut. Uh, well, I, I mean, you'll hear Adam and Jared talk about that this week on the college football cut tonight, actually. So. Uh, but we are here to talk through the Thursday night football game and give our starts and sits for week 13. We are on week 13. It is almost the fantasy playoffs. I know some playoffs do start next week. Unfortunately, there are bye weeks in week 14. Which they, so should the not. they should not yeah, start exactly. week 14. Yeah, but I have like three leagues that they do, and I'm one leave of them. Those leagues and go play in. Leave, leave those leagues and go play in different leagues. Yeah, that's probably fair. But all right, uh, we do have a good Thursday night football game, as Randy alluded to. The seven and four Dallas Cowboys are traveling to New Orleans to face the five and six New Orleans Saints. Uh, the Cowboys are four point road favorites in this one, and the over under is forty seven and a half. Randy, hit us with how people are betting. Uh yeah, <laughs> currently. It is 66% of the bets are now on Dallas to win the game and get the points. Uh, and the line, uh, the spread's actually gone up to, well, the line's gone up to four and a half, uh, even with the introduction of Taysom Hill to the offense. <laughs> and now the bets are barely going under the side of the under, which I think was going to happen no matter what with the Thursday night game. That's It's been the trend all year. It's for the most part been correct as well. So uh, I think the only one really would be like the Raiders Cowboys this last week. <laughs> that was pure on the over. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think I'm aligned with these. Uh, I believe I had it like 27 21. So it's, it's, I mean, I'm right on the line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so w- the shocking part to me is the, uh, I guess the line changing also was impacted by 
the news that Amari Cooper will travel with the team and I believe is listed as questionable, but expected to play um, still up in the air though. So I think that's probably what moved the line. It's funny though, that it, it does align with the news that Taysom Hill is the starter. So that means they had more faith in Trevor Simeon at face value. That's funny. <laughs> to me, but <laughs> Yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm, I'm similar. I, I think I might have actually taken the over in this game because I expect Dallas to kind of uh, start to pour it on. So uh, fantasy-relevant players in this game, there definitely are a ton on the Dallas Cowboys side. Uh, the Saints last week had a, a pretty rough go against Josh Allen. However, uh, I, I still think they're a pretty good defense. Sean, are you worried about starting Dak Prescott in this football game? No, I mean, you, I don't think you can be because, like, if you're like me, you went up and you got Dak in arguably, like, the fifth or sixth round. You're not you're not going to bench this dude based on, like, I doubt you have another another option to to play over him. I'm, like, I would – I have I tried to pick up Taysom Hill when Winston first got hurt. Like, I had him everywhere I could, and then they started Trevor Simeon for three fucking weeks, and I was pissed off or however many weeks it was, but, um, but like I said, you drafted Dak in like the fifth or sixth round and he's going to have his weapons back. CD lamb isn't on the injury report anymore. Amari Cooper wouldn't travel with the team on a short week. If he wasn't going to play in this game, especially after having symptoms of COVID still. So I think that just goes to show that he's healthy. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott was a full participant in practice. I know that there was some talk that maybe they were going to shut him down and give a little bit more work to Tony Pollard, but that doesn't look like it's going to be the case. So I just, I mean, the Saints are a decently tough matchup, but I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, and I don't think you can sit Dak. Yeah, I I agree with that sentiment for sure. I believe this is only the second game since Michael Gallup returned to the lineup that all three receivers are healthy as well. Yeah, I I didn't Uh, even mention him. I, I know you, like... Any time we talk about the Cowboys, it's Michael Gallup. Like I just, I forgot about him, but I know you love him. For the love well, of God, Browns next season. I know. I, I would love if Michael Gallup were a Brown next season, but uh, Michael Gallup had a rough go for like three and a half quarters, on like three quarters, and then he turned it on late in the game last week. So he had his best day of the year. Um, I wonder what that's going to look like with Amari now coming back if Gallup's target share stays up. Well, and there was no guys, lamb. There was no lamb last week either, correct? I don't yeah. think he played either. Correct. He did not. Yeah. Yeah. That is correct. Um okay, so you guys are starting Lamb. If Cooper goes, Randy, are you starting him? I'm I'm hesitant. Um mainly because one, I, I know it's not an injury why he was out, but uh, anytime he comes back that first week from injury, it seems to be a little bit more of a decoy or he gets that one touchdown to save the day. Uh, for me, he's uh, f- what it seems to be is going to be conditioning issues for the first week back. I think he's still getting his uh, game <laughs> stamina back from COVID. Uh, so that's kind of what it seems like from all reports is that he, he actually was sick. And it, it, even if it was just for a short uh time period it's still affecting him still so if that's the case uh, i i think he still plays and he gets some reps i think if wilson was healthy this week they may even look to barely play amari just to get him a couple reps and make sure he's good for the future because obviously this is a playoff team and you have to double check that kind of stuff at this point of the season but uh i i'm i i know like uh in a league i know i need to win I think I probably leave Cooper off. Yeah, I have better options. Is the thing not everyone does, but yeah. Um, so I agree, um, and I think we saw enough of a sample size last year of guys who got COVID that struggled when they came back. Um, I mean, we're all Browns fans here. We saw what Miles Garrett wasn't able to do after he did come back from COVID, and Amari Cooper definitely had it and still had symptoms as early as. You know, he tested negative a ton, but he still had symptoms on Monday of this week. So uh, it will be very interesting to see what his snap share even looks like. I, I will assume that they ease him in. 
we mentioned Michael Gallup. If that's the case, Randy, would you start Gallup instead, or would you stay off him as well? I think I'd probably stay off him as well, just on the the off chance that we're wrong, and uh, which is possible. Like, let's. It's not like we're most no. accurate. We're, we're not 100% accurate every week. That's ridiculous. And no um, is, speak but... for yourself, sir. <laughs> I, I know your record's yeah. in at least 10 leagues. That's not... <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. <laughs> 10 of your 72 leagues. Uh, but uh, it, it's just it's, it's very weird. <laughs> uh, I, I think I pretty much play Lamb and Dak, and that's probably about it for this team. You're um, not this is a good to... run defense. So uh, if we're not sure on the split this week between Pollard and Zeke, uh, both can get a good amount of work through the air as well. But uh, I I think with the their linebacking core kind of returning to form and their D-line's pretty much healthy, there's still a tough run defense that I'm not ecstatic. I think Zeke probably gets 40 to 60 yards and probably gets a score. So if he gets passing work, I it's guess... a good day. If not, eh. My question is for that, like, do you really think that a lot of teams that drafted Elliott early have better options, like, have at least two better options, though? No. Uh, and, and I never – I didn't say we should necessarily sit Zeke. I think it's just more right. of a temper expectations. I have him at 13 on the week. It's obviously – I think he can have a good day, and I have Pollard at, like, 25. I think – I think they could do enough through the air. I just don't see either getting more than fifty or sixty yards in the ground. That's fair. Yeah, because yeah, like I, it's kind of like my, it's kind of like the same point that I have about Prescott is I don't like you. Dra- I mean, you drafted Elliott most likely in the first round, so it, it's unless un- unless you like had the turn and were able to get like an Elliott and Jonathan Taylor, but even so, you probably don't have a third guy because you probably targeted other positions after that. And it's not like there's – other than Elijah Mitchell, there hasn't really been huge guys off the waiver wire. Like, I've, I have Alex Collins in a bunch of leagues, and I'm unbelievably disappointed. Um, so, I, I get that, though. I think my bigger thing is, would you play Pollard? Like, would you guys – I have Pollard in the league, and I don't know if I want to play him. Would you guys play him in a pinch? It's a half I, PPR. I, oh. <laughs> That's it. We, right. That's we're all problem. with you for that full, like, minute. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd probably be a little uh, skeptical of that one. I, I would I have, say I have Montgomery. I lost McCaffrey for the season. I picked up both Mark Ingram and Alex Collins, but I think Kamara plays tomorrow, and yeah. I don't think that Collins is relevant right now. So that's the issue I'm dealing with. It's like throw Mark Ingram in as the second running back there. So I feel like so either way I'm probably playing one of those two backup running backs tomorrow. So that's my issue. Like, would you guys rather go Ingram or Ingram or Pollard in the half? Pollard still. Uh, yeah. Oh, and I would you do that over that. Collins? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I actually ranked it as DJ Dallas will take the majority of work moving forward. He I saw a stat where he saw eighty percent of snaps in the second half last week. So, yeah. what? Which it was a positive game script too. I mean, they were throwing the ball and. DJ Dallas was, I was like their pass catcher. I, I was so excited too. Sorry, Randy, but I was so excited too that I I was on Alex Collins like before like when the initial report came out about Chris Carson about how he was going to miss a couple weeks. Like I went out and grabbed Alex Collins everywhere because I read something that said like this could be a season-ending thing, and now it is a season-ending thing. And I like I so I got him in a bunch of places, and it just hasn't mattered. Still not fifty yards. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he he, he uh, Alex I, Collins. I yeah. will say this week is a lot of very bad matchups for running backs. So I, I think you take the shot on some of those guys. I think you definitely play Zeke. I just think there's a good chance you get 11 to 18 points. Um, I, I just I don't, if he gets a lot of work on the ground or a lot of work through the air and rushes into, I mean, I think he, he had like 20 points the other week with like 40 yards on the ground because he just had like three touchdowns, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I have them both ranked as RB2s. I would play them Same. both just because, I mean, it's we, we haven't talked about it yet. Uh, it's it's Bipocalypse 2. We we normally don't have two weeks of the season where this many teams are on bye, I don't feel, but with the added it's, week, it's it's, there's a lot of teams, right? Is there just four? 
I think it's six. Man, I because <laughs> so uh, with yeah, no, I, I I think it's six. It is Panthers, Browns, Packers, and Titans, but it's it's a big four. Yeah, I guess maybe that's why it felt like that. But um, man, I feel like I didn't rank enough quarterbacks. Then I, I might need to look at that. Uh, I probably forgot some guys. You did. You did. I, you only did ranked. I noticed this. that. I wasn't gonna say anything. You only ranked twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. See, and I you also that didn't. A lot of you also didn't rank Patrick Mahomes. That would that would be one of them that I forgot. Yeah. So I'll fix that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's talk about the Saints uh, because they do have some offensive players. If Kamara goes, you start him. Uh, we're gonna talk about Taysom in a little bit, so I don't want to get too deep into this. Uh, and we just talked through Mark Ingram, so I don't feel like we need to touch on them too much. But the the main thing here is the pass catching options. Traquan Smith played a secondary role last week. Uh, Little Jordan Humphrey was a better fantasy receiver last week. Uh, now, with Taysom Hill taking over, it kind of lends itself to a Traquan Smith type of game over like a Marquez Callaway or a little Jordan Humphrey. Uh, are you guys interested in playing Traquan? Randy, we'll start with you. No. Um, <laughs> I think I have him all the way down like the 40s this week. Um, he's been up and down and with the QB change, yeah, I have him at 48. With the QB change, I'd rather just take someone else this week. <laughs> you know, it's... Sense. There's a lot of, unlike the running backs, there's a, a good amount of good pass catching options this week. Uh, even though we have some top dogs off the list, it doesn't matter because <laughs> I, I I do think he, he has a chance to have a good amount of game that he, he does really well, but we're not expecting 40 passes from Taysom. We're, uh, we're barely, we barely know there's a possibility of 30. So <laughs> you got limited targets, uh, a suggested amount to the pass catch or to the running backs because they're the best weapons on this team. So you start ticking off a few boxes. Uh, Taysom only really throws the short routes, which does lend itself, in my opinion, to Traquan, but I just don't want to trust it. Yeah, that's fair. Sean, do you have any interest in any of the pass catchers not named Alvin Kamara? No, and I don't think I ever will. I would have had interest in Adam Troutman. I picked him up in the league, and I played him, and he scored a touchdown, and then he got hurt, and then I was sad. Yeah, that old Bob Tunyon effect finally yeah. does well. Yeah, that's too bad. Well, but, okay. um, he's going to come back. What's funny is Troutman's going to come back. It just won't matter. Yeah, it won't. Yeah. But All right, um, I, I think that does it for the Saints options. I, I do think that Dallas has shown some – uh, some flaws in their secondary, in, in their secondary especially. But I also think that with the Saints offensive line beat up a little bit, uh, while Taysom can move a little bit, Micah Parsons is going to feast tonight, and and I'm excited to watch him. Uh, there are they've been run on a lot of late too. So yeah, very true. All right, uh, before we move on to our starts and sits, we always like to give a Thrive Fantasy lock of the week uh randy go ahead and hit me with your lock for the thursday night football slate uh i kind of already brought it up i'm going zeke uh 70 and a half rushing yards i'm taking the under yeah that's that's a good lock this one's tough for me um because camara's line like camara would be my lock because i think they are going to feature him quite a bit but his line of 116 and a half total yards is is a little sketch. I know they can be run on, and and, and we've talked about that. Um, but that feels like a lot. We just talked through the pass catchers. Uh, so I guess my lock will be also Zeke, and I think he gets in the end zone. So I'll take the. The over on the rushing touchdowns, even though it's less points, 85 versus 115. Um, yeah, it's a, I it's a tough week on well, Thursday. Uh, well, it's ultra tough when you don't have the other starting quarterback. You know, you know, I'm Taysom's right. work in here. So, 
Yeah, and if it depending on what you think the the game's going to turn out to be, if you think it is going to be an under, I think it's smarter to take the the easy ones there and some of the bigger lines. Uh, maybe not like CD's lines, but like someone else, uh, like Gallup, maybe take his under, uh, maybe take under on uh, Camara and stuff like that. Just even if he has an enormous game, it might not be that big at yards and stuff like that. If it's not uh, over on the, on the line. Yeah, very true. All right. That'll do it for our Thursday night football preview. Make sure you guys tune into this one. It'll be a good one, but let's get into our starts and sits of the week. As usual, we're going to give uh, one start a piece at each fantasy relevant position. Uh, we'll start with quarterbacks and Sean, you're up first as usual. Ready to go. Did you guys know that Kirk Cousins this year is currently the quarterback eight? I actually did because I ranked yeah. him really highly and I, I saw that. So, so <laughs> obviously that leads into my quarterback of the week of Kirk Cousins. I, Detroit has been good against fantasy quarterbacks the last couple of weeks, but last week they did give up a QB one performance to Andy Dalton. Um, and that was in, and there's going to be no other to worry about. It's going to be um, in Detroit. Kirk Cousins has only three, three weeks this season where he's finished outside the top 13. And then um, if you move, if you move that, he's not been a QB one five times. And those he has two QB 13 weeks, otherwise QB six, six, two, seven, nine, six. So he's been good and it's been against decent defenses too. And this team is, I personally, this could be just an opinion, but I think they're going to want to throw the ball more now that Dalvin Cook is going to be out multiple weeks. I know they really like what they have in Alexander Madison, but I don't think he can slide right into everything that Dalvin Cook does. He's going to do some of it, but they're going to need to throw the ball. And I think this game could be close. I mean, Detroit plays a lot of these close games. So Detroit, there's a really good chance that Detroit could put up some points the other way. I think Kirk's going to need to throw the ball. His combination of Jefferson and Thielen is still two of the top, like I would put them probably in the top 10 of uh, pass catchers in the league. And I, I, like I said, I think they're going to, Mike Zimmer's going to need to change this offense. He's not going to be able to do what he's consistently done with Alvin Cook now that Cook's out for a couple of weeks. So I like Kirk to keep on trucking. And if I was on this show every week, Kirk maybe would have been, it, was, it would have been him or Jalen Hurts as, one of, as my A1s. Because you guys know my love for Kirk Cousins. This is true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, a lot of valid points there. Uh, as I alluded to, I, I ranked Kirk Cousins at QB6 this week. So I I did see, I think it was NBC Sports Edge. Uh, they they pulled a quote. that It kind of alludes to the fact that Kirk Cousins will throw the ball more this week. And with that in mind, he's not my start of the week, but I did want to mention that I have Justin Jefferson ranked as my wide receiver one this week. I think that it's a good week for the Minnesota offense. Randy, any any rebuttal? Um, rebuttal? No, I don't. <laughs> I, I think okay. he's obviously a good play. Um, I have him at nine. Yeah, like I, I think he's a solid play. I just believe I had him last week, so <laughs> and I kind of already called my shot up. I, I, yeah, so. I mean, I may be the lowest. I may be the lowest of the three of us on him, but I still I still have him as QB ten. Yeah, yeah, you are the lowest, but yeah, still that means he's a good player, right? All right, Randy, you're up. All right, uh, I kind of talked about it on Monday. I'm just going to go Taysom. Uh, just preface this. Taysom is not the Saints answer. Quarterback, he's not a good quarterback. He's, he's a great quarterback, a quarterback for fantasy. He's a great quarterback for fantasy. And that's, uh, I know C- Christian, unfortunately, had some confusing arguments with certain people on Twitter last year for that four-game stretch. Uh, but people just... Hold the phone. Christian had arguments with somebody on Twitter. I, yeah. I think it's very hard for a lot of people to distinguish fantasy from reality. And I think by the end of the game this week, we are going to get a lot of people saying that Taysom Hill is just, it's Jalen Hurts 2.0 for the year. And I'm going to be so mad at it because it's just yeah. not. <laughs> but the points are going to be there. Uh, he's my quarterback 11 of the week, official starter for Thursday. He's at, He averaged 21 points per game in the four games he started last year. If you just like in in with that ankle injury and all that that we're slightly worried about, if it really was a worry, 
because uh, they know he's going to be running. Like, that's the key to Taysom's offense. It's the only way to work. If that was going to be an issue, Trevor Simeon would be the quarterback this week, plain and simple. So we can just put that out of the window. They know they're not going to live and die by Taysom's fucking arm. So <laughs> you got that high floor rushing upside. You're almost guaranteed a fucking rushing touchdown. So I would almost guarantee like 40, 50 yards and a rushing touchdown. So that's like 10, 11 points there. He he can throw a slant, you know. <laughs> I, he can. He can. He I can. saw it a lot last year. It's yeah. the deep balls that flutter and should be picked and aren't that <laughs> get people excited. But, uh, I mean, he's going he's gonna to have 20 points. Like, plain and simple, he's going to be a quarterback one. Here's the thing, too. I mean, as much as I knocked Taysom – last year he he showed something throwing to even intermediate parts of the field like that 10 to 15 yard range yeah it's just once you get over 15 yards his arm is like sean's or like mine or or yours like it it's not good whoa (laughs) why was i the first one you referenced (laughs) well that's why i added the other two well uh, in fairness christian just tries to kill people with the ball, so I assume he can get it to 20 yards. It just won't be yeah, there. Dude, making me have yeah. making me need that freaking stone hand and that goddamn. Thank yards. God we brought him. Thank God we brought in Miles to go win that freaking um flag football championship because there's no way we're doing it with Christian at quarterback. Man. No, no, I gave him all the time in the world, it just didn't matter. Uh but either it's way, true. Taysom Taysom is good for fantasy, he's going to have a good week. Saints are going to lose. Uh, Dak is going to put up points to the other side. So they're going to be churning out plays. He's going to keep running, uh, keep dinking and ducking, and you're going to be happy with the performance. Yeah. I, honestly, unless you're in a – like, I would play Jalen Hurts over him. Um, I, I think that's – I think I have that. Yeah, I, I literally – I have Brady, Lamar, Herbert, Murray, Hurts, Dak – Stafford, and I'm slided down on that Mahomes cousin's car over him. I have over Josh Allen, over two, over Wentz, over Burrow, over Wilson. Like, it, I'm being very conservative because I don't like his arm at all, you know. But there's every chance he gets two or three rushing touchdowns, and Sean's going to cry because Ingram has two points, and I'm going to be mad because Camaro only has 10. <laughs> but yeah. everyone that started Taysom is going to be really happy. Really? I love cool. how he- would yeah, you sorry? Would you guys have? Would you guys rather have Justin Fields or Taysom Hill rest of the season? Justin Fields. Okay, good. So I, yeah. I don't. I don't even care if it's for fantasy. It's a, I'd, I'd rather not a, play Fields and just have Fields on my team. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a two quarterback. It's a ten team two quarterback league, and my two quarterbacks are Dak and Hurts. And I, I've, I picked up Hill initially, dropped him for Fields, and I have Fields on my roster. I didn't pick up Taysom Hill, and now someone picked him Hill today. I was worried that I made the wrong decision. Yeah, no. I mean, you're never gonna play either one of them, you know. Well, Hurts, next week. The hurt, yeah, Hurts is on a bye next week, so I'm hoping that Fields is healthy by then. Yeah. I think he'll play this week. He he practiced today or yesterday. Yeah. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> really quick, I the the only comment I have on Randy's uh, who he has him over. His first name was Josh Allen. He thought we were just gonna slide by that. Like, yeah, I have him over the QB one on the Wait, air. What? Yeah, I have him over Josh Allen this week. I do too. So I, but w- w- uh, I think are we talking preface, about Josh Allen? Let's preface this: Josh Allen plays the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, are shutting everyone down. Yeah, so we we aren't talking about Josh Allen probably because you should still start him as like a back end one, uh, but temper those ex- expectations. Yeah, the I, Patriots have given quarterbacks trouble. I'm at trouble. twelve this week. <laughs> yeah, I think I do too. Somewhere around there. All right, my my quarterback start this week is Carson Wentz. And I never thought I'd really do this. I don't I don't know that I've ever done this, maybe once uh, since the beginning of last year. But he's my quarterback eight this week. He has the seventh best quarterback matchup in points against. It's the Texans, guys. Uh, Texans are bad. Um, he performed really, really well against a beat-up Bucks secondary last week, especially in the first half. And he did throw a couple picks, but it really didn't matter. It was kind of one of those once games where he makes mistakes, but those are kind of his best fantasy performances. Last year, it was on the back of rushing touchdowns. This year, it's been on the back of a a high yardage total. Um, He's kind of opened up uh, the offense in the fact that he can push the ball down the field. Phillip Rivers can't, and that's exciting, even with this terrible receiving core. 
his inconsistent plays kind of led to hesitancy in playing him, but he's at the QB 11 on the year. Like Carson Wentz is a QB one, even if it's not that way in points per game, I think he's going to have a really good week. I think a lot of people would still be hesitant because, Oh, the Colts are going to go up early. That's not true. I think the Texans are going to keep up in this game because they are a decent football team. They're, they're definitely better than their record indicates um, despite their terrible defense. So, I think Tyrod keeps up with them, and I think Carson Wentz has to throw the ball a bit. He's my quarterback eight, and I would start him over the aforementioned Josh Allen. So, and Taysom, yeah, and Taysom, Bitch. but not Kirk Cousins though. <laughs> and Mahomes, by the way. Yeah, and go Kirk Herbert. Cousins. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we should temper expectations for Mahomes too, but that's another same. discussion. You and your Mahomes hate. Is it hate or just fact this year? <laughs> True. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the running yeah, backs. Uh, oh, you yeah. want to talk? I was about gonna say I, I love Wentz this week. My only worry is he just doesn't get the like three touchdown game. I, I think he probably gets like two twenty to two fifty and two scores. So I have him at quarterback fourteen on the week. I just assume it's a JT week. I have him at running back one of the week. That's it's literally. I I even have Pittman as wide receiver eleven. So I think Wentz is a good day. I just think he gets snubbed. A couple times. Yeah. yeah, I hear you there for sure. All right, Sean, give us your running back start this week. Yeah. Um, do you guys remember when Trey Sermon was drafted by the 49ers and we all thought that it was eventually going to be his job and we were all excited for his prospects? I don't think Kyle well, Shanahan does. Yeah, well, <laughs> little do we know that they targeted someone later in the draft that they liked a ton better. And now Elijah Mitchell has become the clear workhorse for the San Francisco 49ers, and he is my start of the week this week. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, after coming off a bye in week nine, they've given up back-to-back-to-back RB1 performances. And the last two weeks, Elijah Mitchell, Elijah, uh, no, no, excuse me, Elijah Mitchell has had, in the two games that he's played, he missed week 11 against Jacksonville. He's had 27 carries in both of those games against the Rams and Minnesota. He is clearly the one, the workhorse that Kyle Shanahan wants to use. Debo Samuel is going to be out most likely this week and next week. So he's not going to get vultured like he did last week with Debo Samuel scoring two rushing touchdowns. And it, it like this is completely Elijah Mitchell's backfield. Jeff Wilson coming back from IR has made no difference to this team. It's all Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell's actually healthy now. And all that all that fab or the number one waiver priority that you spent after week one, completely worth it. 100%. Yep, yep. Uh, at looking at our rankings, I should have let you have Gibson. Uh, spoiler alert, that's my start the week. Yeah, you uh, bastard. Because I was in the dock, and I just – I just looked at where we like where we have them. Me and Christian have Elijah Mitchell at three this week. Yeah, you have him at five. So we're we're all all over this this week. Uh, and I have Gibson at seven. Spoiler and for the that. record, I did not. I didn't feel like it was low hanging fruit. Because no, 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 you're fine. It's a smash week, man. Yeah. And yeah. and Elijah Mitchell, like maybe if we all had him assumed like twelve to fifteen, we could say it's low hanging fruit. But when we have him top five, it's a different breed for the week. Well, it, plus, it's just it. Sorry, go ahead, Christian. I was just gonna say. Plus, I mean, I I still think for whatever reason there are fantasy managers out there that are still asking, should I start Elijah Mitchell? Questions, and the answer is always yes, guys. Like always, when you see twenty-seven carries, there's not a single running back in the league that gets that many carries, including Jonathan Taylor. Like that's an absurd workload. You start him no matter what. It's just so bizarre to me about how like. The Niners used a, a relatively early draft pick on Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon comes into camp. Kyle Shanahan just absolutely hates everything that he's doing. Gives it to the six-round rookie. Trey Sermon was a surprise and active week one, and nobody nobody really knew about Elijah Mitchell. I mean, I'm sure you guys did from a dynasty perspective, but there's no way in hell you guys expected him to be this right out of the gate, especially after having Trey Sermon. Not out of the gate, but I, I would like to point everyone to my uh... – <laughs> My uh, running back model that I, I shameless plug I, I wrote before the season, um, Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon were back to back, and I don't remember who was ahead, but I basically said like, uh, well, one of these guys is probably going to take off, and and maybe both of them do next year, and Trey Sermon just needed another year of development, but yeah, um, and, and, uh, where, what, I mean, where did Elijah Mitchell go to school? 
Louisiana. Yeah. Um, but was, in, uh, I think a lot of people don't remember that Sermon was still coming back from a, a pretty big injury uh, yeah. to start the year. He yeah, there was really no guarantee that. I mean, he didn't, he didn't get – I mean, everybody knows, like, that of the three of us, like, I watched probably the most Ohio State football. Like, Trey Sermon wasn't a thing until, like, the end of the year. Like, he had that huge – he had that huge yeah. game against Northwestern in the conference championship. Now, granted, it was obviously a short season, but, like, there were times where I was like, why did we even bring Trey Sermon in? Because we're using Master T, and I'm seeing Master T try to plot his way up the field. I'm like, how can we not be giving Trey Sermon – more carries like he wasn't a thing until the end of the year no but again short season yeah he wasn't even sure if he's gonna play i think there's a good chance because of his injury he wasn't full condition full strength going into the year and that pissed off shannon and then when we saw that stuff with brandon iuke and a couple others so right. yeah i i know we're down a rabbit hole last point on on elijah mitchell he's the perfect running back for this system too like everyone said oh well if Trey Sermon's, you know, Tevin Coleman, then Elijah Mitchell's Raheem Moster, and we know which one got the more most run last year, you know, before the injury. So yeah, um, that's split. kind of <laughs> it was yeah. like a perfect split, which is what it, it, it was. But Moster being like the fast kind of, you know, guy that could yeah, handle a lot of the workload. It, we all kind of knew this, this was year, going to happen. Though. The dude's twenty nine, and he can never feel the workload. Like obviously, like the. Yeah. The ankle injury is something that you didn't expect, but everybody knew something was. Good. He was never going to be that guy for the entire year. No. All right. Well, we'll yeah, we on. need to get going. All right, Antonio <laughs> uh, Gibson. Talk to Antonio us. Gibson, RB seven of the week for me. Twenty nine carries last game, uh, not touches, carries. <laughs> uh, he also had seven targets and seven catches. McKissick, who had a big role last game and a lot of games, was carted off for. I, like a head neck injury, it's more of like a concussion from what it seems. And uh, there's a good chance he plays, but I, I don't have him ranked this week. I think he sits out. If it was that serious and they were that nervous about it, I think they probably sit him out for a week. Um, and they have other RBs in the system, and Curtis Samuel's back if they need a couple touches here and there. But I think they just grind Gibson into the ground this week, and he has an amazing week. Uh, Raiders are a decent matchup on the ground, and over the last month or so, have been even better matchup on the ground for teams. I, th- with a possible increase in touches, which doesn't even seem possible when you had thirty six fucking touches. <laughs> uh, I-, I think this is a huge game. Hopefully, in a loss, but I think it's going to be a huge game for Gibson, uh, and probably McLaurin, and probably Logan Thomas. But let's we're praying, playing for the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I like. Gibson every week, you know, I mean, I think he's finally moving past that injury that kind of hampered him early in the year. And hopefully they continue using him as a workhorse through the fantasy playoffs. He could be like a league winning running back here, which is kind of crazy. So, All right. We spent enough time talking about running back. So I'm just going to give my quick little spiel on my start of the week. Miles Gaskin. Uh, he's my RB10 this week, so I have him as an RB1. He's RB14 on the year, so he's having a really good, quietly good year. Um, it, I guess quiet because no one really talks about Miles Gaskin as a good fantasy asset, and I feel like he's still being underrated, but he's coming off back-to-back impressive performances. And one of these, he scored a touchdown, one he did not. He has 44 touches in the last two games, and this week he gets a Giants team that is allowing the fifth most points to the running back position. It's a smash week for Miles Gaskin, which means I'm probably wrong, and he's probably going to have a down week, and Savon Ahmed is going to go berserk or something like that. But The only uh, thing I want to say about Miles Gaskin is I'm so goddamn sick of this guy because every week I play him, he scores four points. Every week I have him on my bench, he gets 20-plus touches. He scores three goddamn touchdowns. And this he's my Naeem Hines from last fucking season, and it's driving me insane. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so shout-out to Sean on City Miles Gaskins week for everyone else. Let's go. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Miles Gaskin, RB10, start him up. Let's get to wide receiver. Sean, who's your wide receiver start? Yeah, um, I don't feel as good about this one, but I'm going to kind of – pile on with your uh, Carson Wentz start of the week. And I'm going to go with Michael Pittman. It hasn't been great. Like we, we feel like he's, he's right there. Like we feel like the breakout's coming 
and he finished as the wide receiver eight, the wide receiver two, and the wide receiver 13 in week seven, eight, and nine. But then you look at five for 71, two for 23, and four for 53 against Tampa Bay. You just you feel like he's still the number one option in this offense. And the only thing I'm worried about here is the fact that the Colts play Houston, and we all know what T.Y. Hilton does against the Texans. That's my only point. But I still have I still have Michael Pittman as a wide receiver one based on number one, just talent alone. And the fact that I think the Colts still need to integrate him more into the offense if they want to have a chance, because they're still in the hunt right now. So I think that they need to continue to utilize him. And really, I don't see as much production coming out of Mo Alley Cox and Jack Doyle this week. I know Jack Doyle had a touchdown last week and that obviously took a little bit away from Pittman, but Pittman still had 10 targets against Tampa Bay. I'm, I'm, I'm really just sticking on like my belief for this one. There's not a ton of statistical analysis to back this up. It's just how I'm feeling this week. I, I already gave my opinion. I think he's wide receiver one this week too. So, so do I. So I, I agree. Good stuff. Um, Randy. Who's your wide All right. Uh, we talked about no deep Samuel this week. This is definitely low hanging fruit, but I have him very high this week. I'm going Brandon Ayuk. He's out of the doghouse guys. <laughs> Last five weeks, he's been 88% of the snaps are above. That's what every starting receiver is. Um, and in those five weeks, he's averaging about six and a half targets, a little over four and a half catches, and a little over 67 yards. And uh, Again, that's average. I think there's a clear for at least two weeks increase in the role. I don't think they rush back Debo. They're currently in a playoff spot. I think they win this week, and that just continues the, the worry for Debo to keep him as healthy as possible. And we saw with Debo out what they used Ayuk as. They just used him as the all-around weapon. Uh, I know a lot of that time Kittle was out as well. I think Kittle has a good week too. I think Mitchell has a tremendous week, but I think Ayuk is going to dominate this week. I think he gets double-digit targets, probably a little bit of rushing work. Uh, nowhere near. I don't think he gets two touchdowns or anything like that to take away from Mitchell. But I think he gets two or three touches, probably 20 yards, just add out those two points, you know, just help them out. And I, I honestly, I wouldn't be like, I, I have wide receiver eight for a reason. I think it's a clear, easy choice to start this week. Yeah. I'm, I'm skeptical. Uh, I have him ranked as I believe a back end wide receiver two around there. Yeah. Um, and only for the fact that, I think that they're going to rely on Elijah Mitchell. I mean, we, we, we do have him ranked highly, and I'm not Barbie the only other thing. It, well, they are, yes. But I also think that they won't use Ayuk in the full Debo role, which is what makes a 49ers receiver super successful. Um, I worry that Jimmy can sustain an actual receiver, you know? So. Well, he's he's been solid. Uh, and He in- has. Well, in three of these five games, he's had 89, 85, 91 yards on eight, seven, six targets. Uh, and if I think he's getting double digits, I think he cracks the hondo this week. I think he gets in the end zone at least once through the air, which probably snubs a bit of Kittle's uh, work because of how high we all think Mitchell will do this week. But I think right. they really just dominate this game, plain yeah. and simple. That's also fair. Um, okay. My wide receiver start this week is one I am not feeling great about because it's a very scary situation to say to start Kendrick Bourne, the the uh, New England wide receiver that no one except for uh, one of the, the ball blast girls. I, I don't remember which one, and I'm sorry. I, I should credit the person. But going off about Kendrick Bourne, Kendrick Bourne is wide receiver 24 on the year, guys. He is – literally a wide receiver two right now. He's wide receiver 18 for me this week. And the reason I'm a little scared is because he gets the bills this week and the bills are a really, really bad matchup for everyone. However, they just lost Tredavious white for the year. And I expect that that passing defense is going to be a little shaky, even against Mac Jones. I do think that they're able to kind of get pressure to Mac Jones. I think that Patriots offensive line, uh, it falters a little bit, but Kendrick Bourne is coming off a two-touchdown game. He he only caught five balls for 61 yards, and he does have a massive target share. 
But when you put it in the context of what the Patriots are in terms of target share, he actually kind of does. Uh, I, over the last three games, he's averaging 16.5 fantasy points per game. And I'm just going to take that and I'm going to roll with it against even the Bills. I, I think the Patriots actually come out on top in this game. And I think a main reason is because Kendrick Bourne makes some plays. So it's sketchy. But. <laughs> That's always it's always gonna be sketchy, um, but he's he's being used as the versatile guy. I I think I am as like a, a top end wide receiver three. Um, I have him over uh, Jacoby, just because I th- I think he's got a little bit more playmaker in him this week. So I think it's a good play. He's clearly been good. I I think he's gotten the targets we expected Johnu to get, and I think that's just been a huge part of his success this year. And I do want to also add that he is available in just a shit ton of leagues, guys. Like, no one is on Kendrick Bourne because it's Kendrick Bourne, but uh, he's been good. So pick him up and at least roster him, please. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Please do it. All right. Let's talk about tight ends. Sean, do you want to talk about tight ends? Um, I think we both know the answer to that question, but I have to. So (laughs) Yeah. Um, Who's your start? uh, Logan Thomas. And simply because he he had three for thirty, three for thirty six against um, the the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. But I didn't watch a ton of that game. But from what I understand, he had a pretty bogus touchdown get called back when it shouldn't have, and he would have had a great week. Raiders are thirtieth against fantasy tight ends over the last five weeks, and then that's pretty much it. Sign me up. Yep, that's good. Anything to add, Randy? Nope. <laughs> All right. Who's your start? <laughs> uh, mine's going to be the most shock of the week. It's Foster Moreau. Uh, yep. I, he's my tight end eight in the week. I think it's pretty clear that Waller's not going to play for at least this week. Um, he's been a weapon this year in the red zone as well, increased when Waller's not been on the field. He's a clear streamer of the week, high touchdown upside. Uh, I even I, I, He got five targets last week. I think he gets five to ten targets in this game. Probably gets a shot at a touchdown. Once he gets the touchdown, he locks himself in as a tight end one of the week. And I'm going tight end eight. I, I, <laughs> I'm i going uh, the – I mean, and he's, like, not over, like, anyone ridiculous in my opinion. I Like, he's over Dawson Knox, who I think probably gets three catches and a touchdown. He's over Schultz, who probably gets three catches and a touchdown. You know, that's what he's over. Um, but all, all the big dogs are over him, including Christian's guy. But – Foster has played well. There is a connection with Carr, and I think he just has a good week. Yep. Sounds good to me. I, I actually, when I opened up the doc, I wanted to use him, but you beat me. So, congrats. Well, I recognize um, Fuck you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, also, uh, that left me with a, a tough decision to start, say, to start two Dolphins or pivot to someone else because I think Mike Gesicki actually has a pretty good week but he is not my start and I just I, I picked Gronk and it is low hanging fruit because there aren't too many people that aren't starting Gronk this week however uh, you might look at you know two weeks ago he had 10 fantasy points he finished as a back end tight end one still uh, and if you're riding with the average of nine targets per game for Gronk you might be playing a dangerous game because we know that the Bucks' target share fluctuates all the time. Uh, but I'm, I'm comfortable starting Gronk this week. Atlanta's actually a really tough matchup um, and against tight ends at least, but I haven't missed my tight end six, so start him yeah. up. I, I have Brady as quarterback one the week. He's never lost to Atlanta. That doesn't change this week. They blow them out, plain and simple. Uh, I, the only worry for Gronk is he gets – doesn't get a touchdown, gets five catches in the first half, and they just barely throw the ball the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. All right, let's get into our sits. Uh, Sean, you can start these two. <laughs> shocked, everyone <laughs> shocked. <laughs> so I don't, I I know that you're not going to agree with this with me because I mean, just in glancing at your rankings, um, but I'm combining both Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Teddy Bridgewater, it's just there's not enough volume to go around. The Broncos beat the Chargers last week. Teddy Bridgewater threw the ball 18 times. He had 129 yards. 
And um, when you look at what these guys are doing, Jerry Judy had, I believe, four targets last week. And uh, Cortland Sutton had three. So Jerry Judy, the last couple of weeks, has had – he had six for 48, six for 69, four for 39. So Jerry Judy's come back from injury. He obviously missed weeks two through seven. But he has yet to score above 13 fantasy points. And he's getting a decent amount of targets. But, I mean, he had eight against Dallas, nine against Philly. But he had three against the Chargers. And then Cortland Sutton has been even even worse than what Judy's done. Cortland Sutton, the last four weeks, his target share is four targets, two targets, three targets, three targets. He has yet to eclipse over 100 yards since week six. And he has two touchdowns on the season. I just don't see a scenario where Teddy Bridgewater gives enough volume really to support either of these guys. And then when you mix Tim Patrick in too, and they still want to get him involved a little bit, it's just, it's all just gross. It's, it's fair. Um, I probably should have made Judy my start of the week because of, I I think the breakout game is kind of coming Um, for the reason that I think the chiefs pass rush lands, but Judy will be that outlet. Um, that that kind of underneath outlet, so that's that's why it's it's worth noting too. You said that Corlin Sutton hasn't hit 100 yards since week six, right? Well, Judy mm-hmm. hasn't done it a single time this year. He hasn't done yeah, it since yeah, right. week 17 of last year. So uh, it's it's a fair sit call. Randy, For the love anything? of God, Denver, go get a quarterback, please get somebody. True luck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think I have them both as middle to back end wide receiver three years in the week. I if I had to call a line, I'd say like five five or six catches for Judy, and probably like three catches for Sutton with a chance of a touchdown. Like it's, I don't think they have great weeks, so I I'm agreeing. I just think when you're that level of talent, there's always a chance you can have a breakout week. Yeah. All right, Randy, who's your first set? Uh, I'm gonna go with this one first. It's Marvin Jones. <laughs> uh, he's he's the lone guy left. It seems like that's been getting targets. Uh, but because of that, <laughs> they play the Rams, and if he's the only guy that's gonna get any fucking looks that anyone cares about, that means he's gonna get Ramsey. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. they, it, it, no matter what the game is, they've been using Ramsey as a matchup takeaway guy. All season, they should continue that. They should take away Marvin Jones, and just it will pick apart Trevor that way. And if you do that, it'll give this D line, which is so scary, a chance to just rattle the rookie, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough week for him. So uh, for that, I I just think he's my wide receiver forty three of the week simply because of the lack of targets in the offense. I think he gets enough targets, probably gets two or three catches to have some value. I just I'm not starting that. No, I agree. That's I don't start any Jaguars at all. Maybe James Robinson, but even then I get a little nervous, especially in this one. So um all right, my first sit this week is Ty Johnson. Um Michael Carter went out and everyone said, Oh, it's Ty Johnson's breakout time. And then the Jets said, No, no, sorry, buddy. You're you're not gonna get any work out of Ty Johnson. He actually got out snapped, I believe, by two running backs, one being Tevin Coleman. And Coleman actually looked pretty Woo. good. Um, That's my boy. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> so the Eagles rank in the top half of the league against running backs. So even if he does get a ton of opportunities, uh, I don't think that they will be high value or I really don't think that he will be good. Um, and it's worth noting that last week was the first week with Zach Wilson back. And I think that's been kind of a trend that Zach Wilson's going to look downfield instead of to his dump offs. And that's where Ty Johnson got his value. So I think Ty Johnson's done. Uh, We'll see. Um, it, I want to see it again this week in a game where I think they lose pretty handily to the Eagles. I want to see if he gets the dump downs that he deserves because <laughs> Coleman won't be getting those. So I think Coleman gets shut down relatively quick and they just let Ty Johnson be the only guy in the field at a certain point. That'd be cool. I, I'd like to be wrong because I have to start him in like three leagues. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, one league, I'm low key hoping that Henderson actually sits for a week, so Sony is a worthwhile play. You stop that! You stop that right now. I said, it, I said, I'm low key hoping for one league. Okay, I have Henderson <laughs> in like two or three leagues too. 
I don't want yeah. it there, but <laughs> yeah. All right, if Sean, I have to play Sony, that says how many running backs I have entered, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> it's Alex right, Collins, and I sit here pouting with my arms crossed. You guys can't see it because we're audio only today, but Christian and Randy <laughs> can see it. I'm sitting here pouting with my arms crossed, and I'm only and I'm sitting him simply for the fact that I'm sick of this nonsense. He should be doing better. This is annoying. That's yeah. my analysis. That's fine. Yeah, do that. This play. whole Seahawks offense blows. It does Tyler Lockley's okay? Yeah, I'll <laughs> talk about that too with my next Sid. So, um, I, yeah, Randy, I, do I you want to give yours? Yeah, yeah. I I have Alex Collins regrettably at thirty three. I think that speaks to the matchups on the week <laughs> and the yeah. and the amount of entries at running back. My last one is one that Christian is not going to agree with. Uh, look at the rankings. It's Saquon. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> Listen, I get it. Start your studs. Uh, please play Saquon. Uh, there's a good chance that Christian's right. And I'm stupid. Uh, but that's generally not how this works. I am his RB30 in the week, guys. I-, I think he's playable. I think he's a flex option. He hasn't topped 60 yards this year. There's no way in hell he does it this game. If he does, I apologize. I just don't fucking see it. The don't Dolphins you... are killing it all of late, especially this last month. They haven't a lot of top back. It's not going to start now. Uh, and then you add in Mike fucking Glennon. Uh, just uh, Mike Glennon, it's Freddie Kitchens, and Saquon's going to die in a hole. We're done. You almost, you I, almost I don't care. That's going to help Saquon, though, because he's going to get like How? because he's going to get like 40 touches. 40 touches so... with 10 in the box. Fuck. Fair. This is all fair. However, he needs a 10 target through the air <laughs> game. Chris is considering it. I see it in his face. <laughs> and, and the 10 target game is kind of what I expect, Randy. That's that's why, where we differ is because I think that if you – I don't know if you saw the practice reports to yesterday, but Tony and Shepard haven't practiced yet this week either. So – I think yeah, that Freddie Kitchens is a better play caller than Jason Garrett at, at the very least. Is he? <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, they're I don't similar. trust this offense, period. You you had a I agree. A, an okay rushing matchup last week. You had the best tight end matchup in football. Didn't matter. Ingram was dog shit, so cut him. <laughs> and yeah. I just – I'm not playing these people. I'll play Shepard if he's playing because yeah. he, he's proven himself. In my opinion, Saquon's proven himself to be a, a middling RB2. It's it's fair. It, it's fair. One of us will be right. Um, I don't. I don't know if there's a a middle ground here, but between the two, I'm not quite sure. But I mean, me having him at yeah. just solo, and I, I think I take. I like delete him somehow. <laughs> I think I might have <laughs> just deleted him and called it today. But I mean, you have him at six, so like we're we're yeah. very different. Like plain yeah. and simple. I actually have him at thirty one. I have I would play Mark Ingram over him. I would play Devonta Freeman over him right now, which seems sketchy. I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's... one of those. I I have no faith. Yeah. All right. I'll give my last sit before we have to get out of here. Uh, and from one one stud to another, uh, I'm sitting Russell Wilson. And actually, I would sit the entire Seahawks offense, kind of like Sean alluded to. Uh, DK Metcalf had an awful game last week. Uh, Tyler Lockett had a pretty bad game last week. Freddie Swain, same. Um, what? What? Why are you looking Lockett, at that? Lockett was good. Why? He had Wait, like, hold on. Why are you referencing the fact that Freddie Swain had a bad game? Who cares? <laughs> Freddie Swain had a better game than DK Metcalf. That's why I, yes, I had him that's, on there. No, that's factual. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, but with Russell Wilson, it, it took Washington's terrible secondary and a positive game script to even get him back over ten fantasy points, and he did have twenty. Uh, but in his returning two games, he was held under ten. I think that's a product of you know the first game back. He he wasn't ready. He wasn't throwing the ball well. He's throwing the ball well now. Uh, and he was in that second game. And so I think it's more a product of the offense. And San Francisco is pretty good against the quarterback position, and they've kind of come into their own as a defense this year, despite their shit secondary. 
I just don't trust anything about this offense. I think they need Chris Carson in order to succeed. They don't really know what to do when they can't run the ball. They sure don't need Alex Collins. Yeah, well, Pete Carroll just still wants to run the ball, and they can't. And the the runaround Russ plays just don't – they're not going to work against the 49ers. And so I'm I'm in QB 18, and I would not play him unless he's your QB 2 in a two-quarterback league. And even then, I probably have a better option. Yeah, I, I am at 16 this week, and I, I have Lockett at a decent pace. I just – I think I liked what I saw from Lockett and him last week. I, I agree. I don't trust this offense. It needs a pure running back, and they don't have it. Yeah. Yeah, they, I, they're going to draft one. In the first round, oh wait, they are giving a top five pick away uh, yep. for Jamal Adams, who had a good game at least. He, you he know? was first, like really good game, yeah. <laughs> uh, so. You know, it, I don't even think they need to draft one. Maybe I think they need to draft someone late because I don't think besides Carson they have it on the roster at this point. So just <laughs> not Alex Collins. No, it's not <laughs> Collins. I don't think it's DJ who's honestly been playing better than Collins of late. It's definitely it's not, not fucking Homer. Homer. Penny, I don't even know if he ever plays. <laughs> he doesn't, obviously. You want to talk about the worst first-round draft pick? And like the, I mean, you could probably go back. There's probably maybe some worse ones, but just like in, in, in like just a big picture, what the hell were they doing drafting Rashad Penny? He was good. He had they good were to, I mean, I liked him. They were personally. trying to replace. They, they were trying to find the back of the future. And yeah. they had it on the roster already, which is – yeah, that's sad. It's super sad. But uh, all right, guys, that'll do it for this episode of the Cubs. Make sure you guys... Yeah, yeah, we didn't even I, mention that at the top. Yeah, I, mean, I did. Sean, Sean but, did. but yeah, we we made it through two hundred episodes. Um, thank you guys for continuing to listen to us. I, I was looking at our Spotify Wrapped today, and we have sixteen total people that we are the most listened to. So that, I mean, that's. I, I'm sure other podcasts have higher numbers. And, and than one that. of them is not me. No, that's yeah. a, hence the the show that we did have on Wednesday. The show was supposed to be on. We're just like, well, he didn't listen, so he doesn't get to know. Yeah. Wait. What? Very true. The one where the, you the were one confused. week that we ended up like forgetting to tell you did. Oh yeah, yeah. Christian like that's texted right. me we're like sitting there the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Christian texts me. Text me. He's like, well. Do you think Sean listened to the show so he knows? I was like, no, <laughs> but he'll find out at 10 30. <laughs> That's very true. But, but yeah, so uh, thank you guys for continuing to listen. And I hope you guys do check out the other podcasts that are on this feed. Uh, the Coach Approach had a really good show with Josh Larkey from Player Profiler last night. It, it was really interesting. Um, it's, it's nice when film and analytics meet up because it, it, it's great conversation. Uh, the college football cut will be back as well. And then DFS deep dive is actually going to be tonight as well at 8 PM. So, yeah. So a lot of shows today, we're going to have three total. So make sure you guys go check all those out. Our rankings will be updated this week. I promise. Uh, Randy, what were you going to add? Well, I was going to say, speaking of other podcasts, Shaw. Yeah. yeah. Um, bi-weekly call out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, dogs got to eat. Um, we had our obviously going into the bye week for the Browns. Um, a lot of Ohio State, Michigan talk, so don't don't listen to that part of it because it made me sad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we talked about we did a little keep trade cut segment where we referenced a couple players. Um, they're like what we think we should do contract wise, and I feel like if I brought them up to you two, you guys would just argue for twenty minutes, um, which would be funny. But yeah, I mean, we have that. We kind of gave a state of the union where we, I don't, I personally don't feel good about our playoff chances, but uh, who knows? Maybe no. we come out next week after the bye, we beat the Ravens and we're right back at it. I don't know. Currently half game back, by the way. What? Isn't that absurd? Yeah. We're half, half, game, half back. game back of what? Uh, the seven seed. Six and seven plays, I think. But don't we, I mean, but we don't have the tiger here, right? No. It's, but it's like, like the Chargers and Raiders. Oh, okay. yeah. So the so Raiders, the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Right, uh, we, we can't talk about the Browns until we get off of here. Cause it, I mean, but yeah, go, go uh, check out dogs. Got to eat. Also. I mean, I never do this, but go check out the Debbie Royale. We had a fun, fun show this week um, with Kevin and Jeff Michigan versus Ohio state fans. And 
and it was a good time seeing Kevin get his one time in the next, you know, for as long as we do the podcast, he'll never have that opportunity again because Ohio State's never going to lose again uh, yeah. to Michigan. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's fun that he's Cowboys in Michigan. So he's just got all that old timing stuff he gets to talk about. Yeah, very true. So, um, but, and also, again, guys, check out all the podcasts on this feed. Rankings will be updated. Uh, hit us up for start sits this week. Uh, you know, do it Sunday because I work Saturday. So, uh, <laughs> but other than that, do you guys have anything else to add? Nope. All right. For Sean Ward and Randy Hall, I am Christian Williams. We will talk to you guys next week. Later. We gone.